0: Hello podcasters. Today I'm going to be talking about show notes and have you read those terms and conditions? Hello and welcome to episode six of Adventures in Podcasting. My name is Pilar Orti and I am in a slightly different setup to the previous five episodes. So if you're interested, I am using a Samsung C01U and I am using a little bit of a cupboard. <laughs> so I am in my flat in Spain, which has um, marble, I think it's marble floors, so no carpet And we have very little furniture in them. We don't have big curtains like I have in London. The room is slightly bigger, but I've actually managed to just put my this microphone, which lives here now, this microphone, a pop filter in front of it, a little stand so I can put my notes (laughs) in front of me so I can read if I need to. And I will be reading today or at least using them for prompt. Yeah, so I'm using a cupboard. Uh, I'm not myself in the cupboard. You will have, you might have seen people, voiceovers, other podcasters who are able to transform a built-in cupboard into a little studio. I'm not doing that yet, but I have found myself a little space. So we'll see. You know that afterwards what I do is I touch it up a bit. I remove the room noise in Audacity and then I will run it through Ophonic so we'll see what the sound is like. You're very welcome to compare it to the sound in the other episodes. So a little update about what I've been doing podcasting-wise. I have been away for two weeks from base, so I haven't done any new recordings, although I did do one of my co-host recordings with Richard McKinnon for My Pocket Psych, and that seemed to Go okay from here. I've, and what I've been doing though is editing a conversation that I also had with Richard, which was part of a live event. We talked about loneliness in remote teams. And I think it was being recorded through StreamYard. It was a LinkedIn event, which I think you need to be hooked onto another platform uh, if you want to do it properly. Uh, we were using StreamYard. Uh, unfortunately, the person hosting the event didn't record split tracks. So it means that what I had to play with was one big track of the three voices, Richard, myself and the host on it. But actually, I have a feeling that Richard was muting himself while he wasn't speaking. I don't know what I was doing, but there's not too much of me underneath his voice when he's speaking. And the host definitely muted herself. And one of the things that I was thinking of is it it does take a little bit of effort to edit something that is live, of course, unless you just want to release it as, okay, this is the live recording and that's it. Because there are some things that are quite fun during the live event as they're happening in the moment, but that actually if you picture your podcast listener listening to them, the moment's gone. We can take a lot more rambling in a way and a lot more of repeating and oh this person is saying oh no let, let me just read that again that kind of thing that was one of the moments i edited out for example was the host of the event read a comment from somebody that was coming in through in the chat and they said oh well, and then at the end they said you know what i read that really badly let me read it again so of course you could leave that in the podcast nobody's going to complain and if they're enjoying it nobody's going to stop listening but it's one of the things that we can go back to and remove. I know many people who want to do that, who want to use their live events, repurpose them into podcasts, into episodes, <laughs> into podcast audio. And this is just something to to bear in mind. I will have a blog post on adventuresinpodcasting.com released soon around this. To catch up uh, on a couple of things from the last episodes, and one of them is this um, the, the issue of show notes and transcripts. So, if you've been following along, you will know that I was thinking, What should I do? Shall I do normal show notes? Shall I do transcripts? What I've decided to do in the end is to script the episode beforehand. Having said that, I'm not following that script right now, and I won't follow it, I think, as I continue, but at least I've got the show notes done. In working through what I want to say in the episode, I've been scripting it, and in doing that, I've got myself a nice set of show notes that I can put up on the website and I might do an edited version for the apps. So for the show notes that go into the media host into Buzzsprout, but I I might leave them as is. And so I thought I'd talk about show notes today for those of you who are starting your first podcast or for those of you who've been doing it for a while and um, you might just want to have a little bit of a reflection on who your show notes are serving. And so for this, I'm just going to read a little extract from Plan Your Podcast, which is a small book I have, which you're very welcome to buy on any platform <laughs> with, that sells ebooks or our paperback also. And it's a, it just explains what the show notes are for. So they have two functions, they let potential listeners know what the episode contains. So this is for potential listeners, and it provides listeners with a roadmap of the content. And this for me is the basics of show notes, but I think um, many people forget about them. They do have that dual function You hear a lot about how show notes are great for SEO, but I don't hear much about how great show notes are for the listener. And so, for example, not as much maybe for this podcast where the episodes are about 15 minutes long, but when you have episodes uh, or podcasts like the 21st Century Work Life podcast, which is one of my podcasts, sometimes we refer to articles, we mention books, and we might have a bit of advice, and it's really good to capture that in a place so the listener, the person who's been listening, can go back and refer to that. Those episodes are usually 50 minutes long, so it's a long episode to try then listen back to something without some sort of roadmap. Sometimes we use time codes, sometimes not as much. Again, it just this is all about how much time or budget you've got to, to work with this and how important you think it might be for your listeners and what your content is like. The show notes, they're included in your RSS feed. So they are part of this thing with your file that gets distributed. So sometimes you don't want them to be too big because if somebody is streaming, that might impact their, their data usage. And in some countries, that can be an issue. Some shows have only a couple of sentences describing what the episode is about as part of the show notes that you put in your media host. So if you're using Buzzsprout, for example, this is the the place for show notes. It might be very brief and then you point people to a website with more extended show notes, which is what I think I'm going to do here. Um, So I've invested quite a bit of money in having good show notes for the 21st century, work life and I don't write these my colleague Maya writes them and these show notes they read more like a blog post well some listeners have remarked that they're the most impressive part of the show because not many people do this so it helps us to stand out I also know that they help with search engine optimization because I get a lot of spam (laughs) referring to them. Uh, So this means that bots looking for relevant keywords are finding them online. So I do know that it brings people to our website. They're well-written. They have keywords, but not because we've stuffed them, but because it's what we're uh, talking about. So... If you like writing, think of that. Do a summary of your episode or do it the other way around. Write a nice blog post and then use it like I'm doing now, just to give you a little bit of of ideas and something to bounce off while you are behind the microphone. And the other thing, which of course many people do, is to consider having a transcript of your episode, which I've been talking about. You can use online services for this like Otter but know that you will need to do some cleaning up of the text at your end. Um, and this might be a way of making your show notes more popular with search engines, just because it's a lot of text and hopefully it, it is uh, relevant. But they can also be useful for the deaf or hard of hearing audience members. So it's not always about people who can't listen, but it's also for people who might be struggling to to hear or understand what you're saying. Don't assume that a transcript is always preferable to good show notes, though. And for this, don't take it from me, because this is an area that I haven't looked into in much detail. But you can look at episode 75 of Podcast Envy, which is another show about podcasting. And the host, Andrea Klunder, she shares anecdotal preference for well-crafted show notes rather than straight transcripts. So Balance it out. What have you got time for? What have you got energy for? What are you comfortable with? What do you think your listeners and potential listeners might welcome? I know that for some of my shows, potential listeners will prefer a nice crafted blog post. And otherwise, for example, for this one, I think I can, um, a transcript would be great, but I just don't have the time. So I'm doing something that helps. I'm doing a script that turns into show notes. So that was a that was a bit on show notes for today. now, for those of you who are interested in tech, what I did when I was writing these show notes, I used the remarkable tablet, and this is an e paper tablet so it's not a tablet that you used to go on the internet. All you do on this thing is like a notebook. You can write by hand. You can uh, draw. I do a lot of drawing on it. All the drawings that you see on the website are drawn on the Remarkable. You can annotate PDFs, although that function, meh, so it's just that it's like a notebook. I love it. It's not, uh, it's not cheap. And unfortunately, they don't have affiliate, uh, <laughs> programs that I can get a penny for recommending it. So I wrote them there and then I changed them into type. This got a quite a good function that changes handwriting to, to type. And then I've polished it and up it is now. There's, I've got my show notes already, which is really nice. So anyway, just thought I'd mention that. So that is one thing that I wanted to follow up from previous episodes. The other one is that last week I was talking about you needing to have an account with Apple, not letting third parties open it for you. And specifically what you need is a, an account with Podcasts Connect, Podcasts Connect, not podcast. So just have make sure you have your own account. If you want to hear more on that, refer back to episode 5. And talking of podcast apps, another follow up, I can confirm that this show is now in Google podcasts and Amazon music. And what's interesting about Amazon music now is that it's been a while now since our shows could be part of the Amazon music audible ecosystem. But I think that was only coming up in the US and now. I am on amazon.co.uk. I do use it a lot. And also because I have a whole range of books, every now and then I type my name just to see that they're still coming up and to see if there are any reviews, new new reviews, good or bad. And what I'm finding now is that the podcasts are coming up sometimes ahead of the books. So if I put my name, I see all the shows. So this one is, so Adventures in Podcasting, this show is already in Amazon Music. And now I've got, and I'm going to be referring a little bit to Amazon in a second, but my last tech type item. I'm trying the post roll feature on Buzzsprout where I'm hosting this show. And how this, what this does is you can upload a short piece of audio and to be included as a pre roll. So before your episode or as a post roll after your episode. So for example, I've got some surgeries to help you with your podcast at the end of September. I think it's 23rd and 24th, and then 30th of September and 1st of October, adventuresinpodcasting.com. Look for the services page. But this is really uh, a good feature to have because I've recorded a little advert for those surgeries. I've uploaded it as a pre-roll. And the theory is that it's played at the end of the episodes. So I've told Buzzsprout all the episodes I wanted to play at the end of. I've checked and so far I'm I'm not sure it's there yet, but you know how these things sometimes take time. And uh, so this is a feature maybe that if you're on Buzzsprout, it might interest you and we'll see. We'll see how it goes. So if at the end of this show, you can hear a little advert, then it worked. Right. So I think this is uh, the last techie items. Now, today I want to bring to your attention the terms and conditions of your media host because we're so used to signing up and agreeing to terms and conditions. You know, I used to read them all, (laughs) but now I don't. I will look, um, I will read them if, for example, Amazon uh, has, for example, for KDP or as an affiliate there. Um, KDP's Kindle Direct Publishing, where I publish my books with them. If they have an update, I might read the update. If it's a platform that I'm not very familiar with, I will check it. But I used to do it a lot more. If not, you end up just spending your day reading terms and conditions. But I came across it's a news item, an article, which really looks at the terms and conditions of your podcast media host. So for me, it would be Buzzsprout, it could be Libsyn, etc. And there's also something else that I did look at some point and I thought, okay, I'm glad I did that. The terms and conditions of the platforms that you're sending your show to. So for example, I was talking earlier about Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or Amazon Music they've got terms and conditions too. So even when you go to your own media host and tick the box that says, hey, I want you to send my podcast to that place, you should know what you're signing up to. <laughs> so I will give you an example now. Ghana, which is, uh, I think it's quite big in India, and I've been hearing about this from Libsyn, which is the other host I use. I did go and look at its terms and conditions, and It said, when I read it, that you need to name them specifically if you are referring listeners to any other platform. So, for example, I'll give you an example. If you say, you can listen to our show on Apple Podcasts, then you also need to say, you can listen to our show on Apple Podcasts and Ghana. (laughs) But if you say, you can listen to us on your favorite podcast app, then you don't need to mention Ghana. I read this and I thought, okay, well... Of course, the chances of anyone finding out and coming after you, blah, 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 they're very, very small. However, at least try and find out because then you can decide whether you go along or not. And from then on, I do avoid somebody at one point said, Oh, you can listen. No, 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 no. <laughs> Don't say that. Don't say that. You can listen to us on your favorite podcast app. It also means that it just keeps the, it keeps the, the episode evergreen as well. And just in case you're wondering how I came to think about this and why I thought I'd share it with you, it was prompted by an episode from Podcast Insider, which is hosted by the Blueberry Guys, who are another host company. And that episode is from the 20th of August, 2021. And if you want to check out the article that they're referring to, which I really think you should, it won't take you long, you need to read it. It doesn't just talk about some media hosts, but also places that you are likely to have signed up for their terms and conditions, like Amazon Music and YouTube. And the article, if you want to uh, do a quick search, Some Unusual Terms and Conditions from Podcast Companies. And this is an updated article, 16th of August 2021, and the author is James Sidland. So I think really do that. Um, I think I really, really recommend that. Okay, so I think that's that's it. Uh, I, if you are curious, uh, it took me about an hour to prepare the script for this show. And it took me about 20 minutes then to turn it into a blog post, which will be the show notes on my website. I might just put the whole thing up in the media host, even if it makes my RSS file uh, feed really full because I don't know. <laughs> If I want to be uh, doing another third piece of editing, but just so that um, just just to, to share that with with you, in the next episode I'm going to be talking about your ethical responsibilities as host, as well as other stuff, and after that I'll probably be talking to you about your intro and outro. So thank you for listening very much. Uh, here's my own outro the outro i've got prepared for adventures in podcasting and you might get a post roll after that so thank you very much for listening those are my thoughts and adventures for today the important question is though have you got any adventures to share i'd love to hear from you and share your experiences with the other podcasters listening to this show get in touch via adventuresinpodcasting.com